This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson, joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing today? Doing good, just uh, hanging in, still stuck at home, still wanting to die a little bit because can't really see anybody, but hanging in, how are you? Uh, I'm alright, and yeah, I mean, this quarantine thing is just dragging on, oh my gosh, it's so boring. Uh, before we hop into any any news or anything uh, in the show, why don't we talk about just a couple things uh, that we've adapted uh, since, you know, we've been in quarantine for like over two months now. Has there any been, been anything new that you've been doing that you found to enjoy your pastime more easily uh, that you weren't doing within maybe that first month? Uh, I usually start the day off with like five to six hours of crying in a corner. Uh, no, no, pretty much. It's just, especially since I'm done school now, it's like I wake up, I sit there for a minute. I'm like, all right, what is there to do today? Oh, wait, I can't leave the house. All right, let's just go play video games all day. And that's just pretty much been every day. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, I started playing Skyrim again. I think we, I think I mentioned that in our top five video games to look at when it came to quarantine. Obviously, it was like one of our first quarantine episodes. Started playing that again, and man, I am so happy I did because that is passing time very easily. But uh, yeah, just I hope it ends soon because it's starting to get really nice out. I mean, it's about to thunderstorm today, but. Uh, yesterday it was like 70 and sunny, so I'm really hoping it ends soon and the boys are able to hit some bars up, go grab some drinks, you know, not a big deal. Yeah, ho- hopefully the sooner the better because this sucks. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chase, so on tap today we have news, of course. Uh, we're also going to bring in a new segment. We're going to call it Would You Rather. I don't really know. It's kind of uh, exactly that. So I'll, I'll give Chase two players. He'll have to pick between them. Maybe give a quick, you know, 20, 30 second uh, analysis talking about why he chose this player over the other. And honestly, I think it's going to be awesome because if you make the wrong decision, they're going to be mad at you, not me, because I'm just asking the questions. So that's perfect. Whatever. Uh, I, I'm, I'm never wrong, so it's fine. Oh, yikes. I don't know about that one. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have hockey name of the day. Uh, so let's just kick it off with the news. Not, not much news, but... There has been an announcement that uh, the NHL soon could be coming out with another announcement discussing the future of the rest of this season. Yep, so hope, hopefully uh, this coming week we should get some word from the league uh, about possibly returning with the 2014 playoff format and also news about the draft. Uh, you know, there was that rumor about the draft being June 5th, but that, that won't happen at this point. It's, it's just still a lot, you know, dragging on, trying to figure out if they're going to be able to travel, if they got to just play in one city, whatever they got to do. The NHL wants the league to come back really badly this year. Uh, Batman has not even considered canceling the season. So don't be surprised if 
it's if even like another month goes by and then the season starts. Uh, but from what it sounds like, it's almost a sure thing that it comes back. That's interesting to say the least. How long will it take? Obviously, we're not super sure. Uh, the 24 team playoff, I'm not a big fan of. Are they going to uh, reduce the size of the series from maybe a seven game series to a five or a three game? Like, there's so many factors to go into this. I don't really know what's going to happen. It's going to be very interesting to obviously hear what happens. But do you have any speculation what's happening whatsoever, Chase? Because honestly, with the season returning, who knows when it's going to return. But if it does return with a 2014 playoff format, that's going to be a longer playoff, obviously, than what we usually have. And we're already postponed by so much that this is going to run into August, September if it starts soon. Yeah, I, what I what I think is going to happen is another month will go and then the season will start up again. And from that point, the playoffs with the 24 teams, so the teams that are kind of like on the bubble like, like the, and the road teams might have a one or three game series max until you get down to that 16 team format that they originally, you know, want for the Seneca playoffs and then go five to seven from there, depending on really where that puts them, I guess. They'll, they'll want to go for seven. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if it gets changed to five, but I know that the NHL definitely wants to keep it at the seven game series. That's kind of the whole point of the Stanley Cup playoffs to make it a long, hard battle. So I expect I'd expect it back in about a month with those weird rule changes with those borderline teams just playing a game, maybe two or three to compete for those final spots. Yeah. And your thoughts on that, Chase? I'm like I said, I'm not a big fan. We're going to see teams like Montreal and Chicago who uh, haven't been the best. They're not vying for a playoff spot. They're about, uh, Montreal is about 10 points out, but they'd slide in if it's an extra four teams from each conference. So your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. It's, it's pretty like weird to me. I want the top 16 teams to make it every year. So to have this extended, I get why they're doing it because like, who knows what could happen at the end of the season, but let's face it in reality. Chicago was not just going to win out every game and everyone above them going to lose enough to have make playoffs that they were pretty much a non-playoff team. So it's a, it's a little annoying, but I guess if, if we can get some hockey back, I guess it's all right. Yeah, most definitely. And then final question on that. Uh, do you know how the playoff format would work? Because like right now, uh, I got changed a couple years ago. It was the number one in the division versus the worst wild card the number two and the number three in the division play each other and then the last wild card played the number one in the opposite division um so obviously like if we're looking at the atlantic right now boston would go up against columbus blue jackets tampa would go up against toronto it's no longer a one seed versus an eight seed it really uh relies in the division do you think they would go to a one versus 12 seed format with the 24 teams? Or do you think they're going to somehow try to work away where, you know, the number one team versus like the bottom wild card? I don't really know. So I, I was reading a couple places and one suggestion that I saw that it kind of made sense there and do this is make it six teams from every division uh, makes it. So then the bottom for the bottom four teams of those divisions, like the top two, like kind of get it by the bottom four, figure out those last couple spots that'll eliminate eight teams right there. Get it back to the 16 teams that they were planned and then just continue on uh, normal playoffs like series from there. 
Yeah, so that'll definitely be a change to the 2014 playoff, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, and we'll make sure to let you guys know once we find out what exactly is going to happen for the upcoming NHL season. So now we are going to move on to our Would You Rather segment, Chase. I was explaining it a little bit earlier, but basically how this is going to work is you are going to be the general manager of your own team. You've got no one on your team at this point, and you have two options. You're going to have to pick which option you would rather have out of the two names that I give you. This will factor in age, factor in ceiling, potential, all that, uh, and you'll have to just choose which one you would rather have on your team. So it's going to be interesting for sure. So we're going to hop into it right away with forwards. Um, I've got more forwards and defensemen, more defensemen than goalie, but we've got all of that in there. So first up with forwards, I think this one's going to start off super hot right off the bat. Here we go. Leon Dreisaitl versus Austin Matthews. Who would you rather have and why? Uh, I mean, based on the last couple of seasons, I think I'm, I'm going to lean Leon Dreisaitl on this one. Uh, he's, he's had the more offensive production I trust him a little more all over the ice than Austin Matthews personally. He's a guy who I think is a number one center on pretty much any team in the league. I think if him Matthews were on the same team, he would be deemed the one C over Matthews personally, the way things are right now. And since they're similar age, I'm, I'm only a little more dry side on that one. Oh man, I am going to at every single Toronto fan I know. And let them know exactly what you said. That's going to be super fun to see in the comments, see what happens. But uh, next up, Chase. Before we move on, I remember a time, uh, I think I think it was back in the 2017 like, World Juniors, 2018, whatever it was, where uh, Austin Matthews tweeted out a U.S. flag and Toronto fans were like, get him off our team. I don't want him anymore. We don't want some stupid American. And I was like, oh, okay, you guys are morons, but... So if Toronto fans get mad, I'll just bring up that point. All right, continue. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, so I didn't mention when before we got into it, but there are some that are very close. Like I thought that one was pretty close. That one could go either way. But then there's a couple where I'm thinking maybe I should have put a different name, but I, I, I chose to keep with it. I, I got my, uh, I think it's 20 names here um, of forwards, goalies, and defensemen. So we'll just see what have, what Chase chooses um so next up chase we have panera versus a noodles and company who would you rather have david Pastanak or artemi the bread man panarin give me uh Pasternak personally a little little bit younger guy who i think has uh, I, I panarin's obviously been a great offensive threat but I think Pasternak just offers a little more for me when it comes to the all-around game. He's still going to score a bunch of goals. Uh, I'm not saying he's like a defensive dynamo by any means, but for whatever reason, I've always just felt like Pasternak's a better player between the two, and I trust him a little more on the ice in all situations. Okay, sounds good. Next up, another battle of the centers. We've got Nathan McKinnon versus Jack Eichel. Who you taking? Give me Nathan McKinnon, uh, Jack Eichel. I... I kind of had a similar discussion uh, with this player about you a couple of days ago, where I think Jack Eichel has been a like a great player, not quite a superstar player yet. I think he still needs to take that next step to really become that you know top end one of the better players in the league. He's shown some like flash and promise that he can get there, and he was showing some great signs of that this year. But that Buffalo team has been t- terrible. You know, it's not all on him, but 
it still is at least a little bit on him. If a, a good player can at least carry a team for a bit, and he was doing that for a while, but then it kind of slumped off and fell down again, as they have every single season. And he's still just not a guy I can fully trust yet. Okay, I was going to say, is 78 points, and the only reason Buffalo was winning games isn't doing it for you? But I understand that Nathan McKinnon is absolutely electric, one of the best young centers in our league. But next up, Chase, another battle of the centers. And this one is interesting, to say the least. Who would you rather have, Sebastian Ajo or Mika Zabinajad? Oh, I'm going to go with Sebastian Ajo on that one. A uh, bit younger player. Uh, like they, they both play pretty similar games, but Aho's just a little bit younger and has been producing at a higher level from a younger age. Where Sabinajad, it took him a little bit to get going in the NHL, but you know he's he's finally shown that he was truly worth that high pick that he was. But I'm I'm gonna lean Sebastian Aho here. Yeah, most definitely. And next up, we got a battle of the Ovs, and these two players that end with Ov are two of your favorite players and on rival teams as well. You got Nikita Kucherov versus Alexander Barkov, a center versus a wing, two absolutely electric players. Who are you taking? Man, I'm a huge Alexander Barkov guy, so this one's tough. I I much would, especially if I'm trying to build a team, I'd much rather a center over a winger, but I don't think you can deny what Kucherov has done, so you got to take Kucherov in this. He's put up, you know, the stupid numbers that he has. Barkov has done some great things. I still think he has a little more room to improve. I think he can be a truly, absolutely dominant elite center, and I think he's on the verge of that. He's just got to get to that level, whereas Kucherov is, you know, at the highest part of the game. He He's probably the best winger, if not a top three winger, at the worst in the league. Yeah, most definitely, and I, I had a feeling that one would be quite tough for you because I know you love both of them. Uh, one is a little bit more defensively uh, sound, and that would be Alexander Barkov, obviously, and Kucherov, uh, much better scoring prowess, but two amazing players that real tough to choose from. But uh, next up, Chase, another, another tough one, but this one's kind of – or. Maybe it's just tough in my mind. Who knows? This one, we're looking at a little bit of a younger player versus an older player that I think personally is at a higher spot right now, uh, and that would be Elias Pettersson versus Mark Shifley. Um, I think I'm going to lean Elias Pettersson on this one. I think Pettersson has shown all the signs of being one of the league's most dominant players to come here in the future. I think Shifley has been a hell of a player in the NHL, and he's done some terrific things. I think he is a superstar, but I also think Pedersen is at that superstar level now and can continue to grow past that. Okay, for sure. Uh, Next up, we look at another Tampa Bay Lightning player, and that is, of course, Braden Point. Phenomenal player, but he's going up against one of the most prolific scorers coming out of one of these past recent drafts, and that's Patrick Laine. Who would you rather have? Honestly, may, maybe a little Tampa bias here, but give me Braden Point. He still scores or has proven to be able to score at a, at a really high level. He is a great defensive player. He's someone that every single inch of the ice, he's going to be a productive player. Whereas Line, if he's not scoring goals, he can kind of be almost worthless. You know, he one of those horrible goalless streaks in, in uh, recent seasons. And he just doesn't do enough defensively to really make up for those lack of goals. 
Whereas point, if he isn't scoring, he's still going to do the things you need him to do. So give me Braden point. All righty. Next up, we've got the battle of the smaller size, speed, and skill. And this is between Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, and Mitch Marner. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to lean a little Mitch Marner on this one. I think... Personally, maybe hot take, I don't know. I think Johnny Gaudreau is currently the better player, but you're going to get a few more years out of Mitch Marner, and I think he can still be a little better. I'm really interested to see what Mitch Marner would do on a different team than Toronto, where you know he's been playing with some great players since he entered the league. I really want to see what he would do on a team with lesser talent. Uh, he, he carried the London Knights in the OHL, so it wouldn't be a surprise if he was able to do similar things in the NHL on a different team. But that's something that we'll probably never see i'm sure he'll be in toronto for quite a long time yeah most definitely and next up we've got another tampa bay lightning player but first let's hear a quick word from our friends over at manscaped this episode is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the belt grooming offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels listen guys i get it it's quarantine what's the big deal but guys come on we all know it When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. And that's why Manscaped has been working over the past 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer known to man, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features, my personal favorite, is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Guys, I want to help you get your own Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 right now by letting you know you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. That's again, 20% off with your free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our promo code THPN. All right, we're back and Chase, like I mentioned, we have another Tampa Bay Lightning player here and that would be our captain, Steven Stamkos versus Patrick Kane. Who are you taking? I think I got to go Patrick Kane on this one. I honestly see an argument where at some points, Patrick Kane, you could argue him being the best player in the league. Maybe not just like in general, but like over stretches where he was playing uh, and just like comparatively to other players where Stamkos, as much as I think he's been a absolute bonafide superstar, for me, he was never in that conversation. So I'm going to go with Kane. His just that unreal dynamic offensive ability and, Really defensively, you're not getting anything too different, so it's not like it's a big wash, a big change going from center to wing there. But so give me Kane. Yeah, most definitely. And I I've seen people rank Patrick Kane as the number two player in this last decade over Ovechkin, just under Crosby. So just an absolutely phenomenal player. And I've been giving hard matchups to our Tampa boys because I want to show people that hey, it's not a truly Tampa bias where we're only going to pick Tampa guys. So it's nice to see you choosing Patrick Kane over Steven Sankos. Although I know it does hurt. Indeed it does. Next up, William Nylander, another Toronto boy 
versus Matthew Kachuk. Who are you taking? For me, I don't. This isn't really much of a question. Give me Matthew Kachuk every day of the week. Uh, Neander has. He's got a lot of skill. You can see that he could be a truly elite player, but I just like everything that Kachuk brings. He's a pain in the ass. He's gonna put up points. You like he's just someone that you find on winning teams. You know, he's he's similar to like a Brad Marchand type of player, where Brad Marchand just on on these successful Boston Bruins teams. Kachuk is the same type of thing. Whereas Nylander, I don't think he is the guy that will ever be a deciding factor like for a team in a game, where Kachuk definitely can be. And there's no one you want more than Kachuk if you're playing up against Drew Doughty. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right, Chase, we've got two more forward matchups. These both involve rookies that, let's be honest, disappointed this year. So first up, we're going to go Nico Heischer versus Jack Hughes, both on the New Jersey Devils. I think one uh, guaranteed does have a higher ceiling, but... He was very disappointing this year. Yeah, still give me Hughes, and personally, I think they are pretty far off. I think Nico Hishier could be a good number one center, whereas Jack Hughes has the potential to be an elite number one center, and if I can choose elite over good, I'm definitely taking the elite. Okay, and then finally, we've got Capo Caco, another rookie that has disappointed thus far. Versus Vancouver's own Brock Besser. I'm going to go Brock Besser on this one. I think that Besser's uh, he's still a guy who I really want more of out of the, in the NHL. I think he has a higher ceiling and more talent than he's showing. And I think he still has enough time to get there. And Akako is a good player, don't get me wrong. But I just, I, I'm a little worried that he's played so much hockey at such a young age. Like he's gone nonstop up until this pandemic really for like two and a half three years like that that worries you out that that could be enough to really wear him out and kind of slow down his development and maybe hurt it a little bit so i'm gonna go best run this one a little more of the safer bet wow very interesting uh so that's it for the forwards we're gonna move on to the defensemen now and there's actually two defenseman matchups towards the end which will result in those two winners versing each other so uh I'll, I'll make sure to let you know when those matchups are. But first up, Tampa Bay Lightning, Victor Hedman, one of the best defensemen out there, versus front runner of the Norris Trophy, John Carlson. Who are you taking? Give me Victor Hedman. I think he is the best defenseman in the league, and I personally think he's got a, like a little bit of a gap between him and the next. He does everything right. He does not do anything wrong on the ice. John Carlson, you know, he has had a hell of a year this year. And he's always been a consistently very good defenseman, but it's really this year where he kind of came onto the scene as hard as he did. Whereas Hedman is a guy who will always be a Norris candidate, or at least in the Norris talk. I don't think that'll change like, at any point up until really he gets towards the end of his career. He's going to be at the top of the game. You know, maybe a guy like McCarr or Hughes can jump ahead of him at some point, but I don't think he'll ever be lower than like a top five defenseman in the league. Okay. You're, you're going to make some Washington Capitals fans hate you. That's for sure. That's too John bad. Carlson. John Carlson having a phenomenal season. We're taking the big Swede, Victor Hedman. Uh, speaking of Swedes, let's bring up Eric Carlson, one of the best Swedish defensemen to play in the game. And he's going up against Thomas Shabbat. Oh, man. Uh, I, I say give me the promise of Thomas Shabbat over the rest of Eric Carlson. It's Eric Carlson 
has been, you know, he's still been good in, in San Jose. He hasn't probably really been what they expected and what they paid him for. So I'd rather go Thomas Shabbat at the cheaper dollar value, who's a younger player and who is more liable to way than Eric Carlson, who has yet to really reach his top form in San Jose, I think. Gotcha. So what you're saying is Ottawa fans shouldn't be too sad that obviously they are no longer with Eric Carlson because they've got Shabbat, who you'd rather have. Yeah, and I think they should be happy about that trade because they turned that trade into some pretty good assets. And, you know, they, they got Josh Norris back in the trade. He's going to be a tremendous NHLer. They've got the draft picks. You know, they're going to have a top three, top four at the worst draft pick from San Jose this year because of it. I think they should be very happy about that trade. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Chase. Next up, we've got Aaron Eckblad, former first overall pick, versus University of Michigan alum Zach Wierenski. Who are you taking? I'm I'm gonna go Mr. Eckblad. I've been a firm believer in his game since his junior days. Uh, he's someone who always is just he's a guy. He makes the right decision. He's not gonna make the wrong decision. He's not gonna be flashy. He's not gonna score a ton of goals or points. Whereas Wierenski, he's a goal scoring defenseman. Uh, so you, you're going to get more of that offense probably from Orensky, I think, a little more flair. But Ekblad, he's just a guy who like, you're, you're going to trust him to play 26 minutes a game. So I'm going to go with Ekblad on that one. Yeah, most definitely. And I think Ekblad kind of doesn't get the respect that I think he really deserves. I mean, first overall pick, he came in hot in his rookie year. Um, he had a, a, a down year or two after that, but he's been a very good defenseman for that Florida team. And without him... I don't think Florida would be in a contending spot at all. Agreed, 100%. He's someone who defies under the radar. If it's because he's in that Florida market where, you know, like when you're comparing the two Florida teams, Tampa and Florida, obviously our Tampa Lightning have had more success. They get more of the attention. So guys in Florida like Barkov, Huberto, Ekblad, they, they go kind of unnoticed. Yeah, most definitely. And hopefully Huberto will be a little bit noticed. Uh, towards the end of the season, if it picks up, or, or next season, because he's very close to breaking the franchise record in scoring for the Florida Panthers. Really close to Ole Okunen, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, next up, Chase, we got our two matchups that'll result in an ultimate matchup between the two winners. So first up, we have Miro Heiskanen versus Quinn Hughes. Who would you rather? I definitely want Quinn Hughes in that one. I like Mario Heiskanen, but Quinn Hughes was just too good this year. You know, he, he provides a lot of offense for a young defenseman, but if you look at his underlying numbers, he's a good defensive type player too. Sure, he makes mistakes. He's a rookie. What well, rookie doesn't make mistakes? But he minimalizes those mistakes and learns from them and quickly capitalizes on uh, any learning opportunity that he can take and turns it into a strength of his game. He's someone who is going to be an absolute dominant player in the NHL. You know, we haven't seen a true dominant defenseman in quite some time. So him and a couple other guys in the league are kind of looking like they could be down that path. And I think he's a guy who's a lot to be down that path. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like Miro Heiskanen could be mentioned in those same names with those guys. I feel like him, Hughes, and then these two guys are, are really the ones we want to be looking at for the future of the defenseman in our league. And that would be Kale McCarr and Rasmus Dahlin. Who are you taking between those two? Yeah, this, this one's a little tough for me. Uh, I'm a huge Rasmus Dahlin guy. I have been really since since a couple of years before his draft year. Uh, I started kind of learning about him and was a huge fan of his. But I think that I have to go Kale McCarr here. I mean, what he's done this year and last year of the playoffs is just it's too hard to deny. 
He's got this unreal offensive ability. He's still a reliable defensive guy, and he's a defenseman who might finish his career over a point per game. And if you can get that out of a defenseman, that's like that's just nuts. He's someone who will play 28 to 30 minutes a game. He's going to play every power play. He's going to be out there in overtime. He'll he'll be a shootout guy. He'll be extra attacker. He'll be everything for that that unreal Colorado Avalanche team. Once Bowen Byron steps up, they're going to have the like most unreal like group of five with their three forwards and two defensemen. Yeah, most definitely. And it's kind of crazy that when Cal McCarr went fourth overall, people were criticizing the pick because he played in the BC, right? Uh, no, he played in the AJ. Oh, the AJ. Okay, Which yeah. So uh, a, a lot of criticism there, but hey, it's panned out really well for the Colorado Avalanche. But Chase, now we look at Cal McCarr versus Quinn Hughes. You know, it, it had to come to this, the ultimate matchup. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Kale McCarr on this one. Uh, he, you know, I'm going to give him the advantage with the right shot. I'm going to give him the advantage with a little more offensive ability. Uh, Hughes has a little more advantage defensively, I think, in the long run. But I do legit think Kale McCarr can be over a point per game by the end of his career. He's shown that type of skill and flash. And Quinn Hughes will still be a very high-scoring guy. But if, as I said, if you can get that from a defenseman over a point per game, uh, that that's just something that's too hard to pass on. Yeah, for sure. And let's go back to the... Uh, Rasmus Dahlin versus Quinn Hughes matchup because obviously they didn't match up right away, but you said Kale McCarr and uh, Dahlin were super close. Obviously, Kale McCarr and Hughes were super close. Who would you rather have between Hughes and Dahlin? Man, uh, I still might lean a very slightly Quinn Hughes on this one. Just, just a little more offensive flair, and Dahlin can get there, I think. Uh, I was I expected him to have like he's he's been a really good defensive. Don't get me wrong. I expect him to have a little more impact than he has thus far though. Where Quinn Hughes kind of met and slightly exceeded my expectations for this year. So I'm gonna lean a little more Quinn Hughes in that one. All right, sounds good. We get to get to hear Chase's decision on the top young defenseman in the league. But Chase, now we move on to goaltenders, and honestly, goaltenders is super hard. Like there's a lot of goaltenders that are, you know, either slightly above or slightly below their competition. And, like, I didn't want to put Vasilevsky in there because I feel like he beats everyone. I didn't want to put uh, Connor Hellebuck in there because I feel like he's at a weird level where, obviously, Vasilevsky is better. But if you look at other younger goalies, like maybe uh, Matt Murray, I feel like he's lower than Hellebuck. So I think that's a really tough decision as well. So uh, I came up with three and... I'm hoping they're somewhat close, so let's just start with this one. We got Carey Price versus Braden Holpe. Who would you rather have? Uh, from this point forward, I think I'm going to take Braden Holpe. Uh, Carey Price just got that huge dollar figure attached to him. has been a little disappointing, especially living up to that number. He hasn't really done it. Uh, Braden Holpe's got that Stanley Cup championship underneath his belt where he played really well in those playoffs. Uh, I, I just... It's, it's close. You know, it's tough because Carey Price was the best goalie in the league for quite some time, but I think I'm going to lean Braden Holpe. Okay, cool. Next up, we've got the battle of uh, younger goaltenders. They're not going to be the youngest goaltenders in this group, that's for sure, but uh, some younger goaltenders with very high ceilings. you got Carter Hart versus Ilyas Samsonov. Give me Carter Hart. I think Carter Hart is a guy who could be a very legit number one goalie, top five goalie in the league. Samsonov could get there too. I think he's more safer bet as like a top eight goalie, but 
Carter Hart is a guy who I've been a huge fan of since junior. I think he's got legit superstar goalie potential, maybe one day a Hall of Famer type level. Uh, you know, he's, he's still got some, got some room to improve. He had some ups and downs this year, but he's got such a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I had a feeling you are going to go Carter Hart there. I was hoping I'd be able to sway you a little bit with the performances we've seen from Samsonov in this past season. But uh, Carter Hart, for sure, a great goaltender. And then finally, our last goalie matchup, we have the battle of the teenagers. We've got Spencer Knight from the Florida Panthers system versus Yaroslav Askarov, who hasn't even been drafted yet. We've never seen... Either of these guys in an NHL sweater, but both have a insane ceiling. Who would you rather have? Man, I I think I just I think I have to go with Spencer Knight in this one, based on what he's done at the NCAA level so far. You know, he's been really like one of the best, not the best goalies in college hockey. Uh, he just shows he's really you know he's probably ready for pro hockey. He might be ready for the NHL. He looks leaps and bounds ahead of all the other guys that are playing at his age group. Yaroslav Askarov, same type of thing. He's a guy who uh, is probably a year or two max from the NHL. He's going to be a really high draft pick, just like uh, Spencer Knight was. But just given that Spencer Knight has been able to prove it a little more, where when Askarov, you know, he came out on the international stage, fell apart a little. The World Juniors should never be a measuring stick for where players should get drafted. But it is something that is interesting to look at. He played well when he played in the KHL. You know, still had some tougher games, though, playing down in like the VHL. So I'm going to lean a little Spencer Knight in this one. Yeah, most definitely. And no one can fault you for that. We've never seen either of them play in the NHL. So can't fault you for anything there. But we can fault you for every other decision. So if you guys absolutely disagree with Chase, make sure to go on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. Let him hear it. Let him know how stupid he is for choosing this player over the other. Uh, and I, I would just laugh my ass off. I cannot wait. But uh, that's it for the Would You Rather. We can do more of these if you guys like them. I mean, we've only there's only 20 matchups there, and there's a lot more than 40 players in the NHL. I can guarantee that. So uh, let us know if you guys want to see more of that. But, Chase, now we move on to Hockey Name of the Day, our final segment of the day. Indeed it is, and it's, it's a name, that's for sure. So I look forward to you reading it. I love that logo for sure. Wow. Um, but the name is Jarrett Pretty Young Man. Yep. Jarrett and then Pretty Young Man. All individual things. Also, Pretty Young Man is his last name. He is just like Trigg of Many Guns. He's, he's from the same region in Alberta where they have some pretty unique names as they're natives to the land. Uh, this guy doesn't have really much for stats. He played... 41 games in the KIJHL in 2005-2006. I uh, had a goal, eight assists, nine points, and 172 penalty minutes. Not much of a player. That's his one season of stats found on Elite Prospects. So it's it's really a guy with no like hockey career, but just you know a very unique name from uh, the same area that tr- we found Trigger Miniguns. Yeah, for sure, and super cool name, and that's what. Hockey name of the day is about, you know, we, we've, we say it every week, you know, it's not about your stats, but if you do have stats, sweet, we can talk about them. But uh, yeah, all about the name, Jarrett Pretty Young Man is our hockey name of the day this week. Chase, that's it for the episode. Let's now end them with an outro. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening as always. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we would really appreciate it. Start as low as a dollar and goes up from there. Different uh, rewards at different price points. So whatever you guys can do, we'd really appreciate it. 
If you can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. That would be the swellest. While you're at it, check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. Uh, check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts within the network on that website. Boom, just click the logo. You can listen that way. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Send us your question on Twitter. DM us. Reach out to us. Whatever you guys got to do, uh, just give us any feedback you want. Yeah, most definitely, and especially the feedback of letting Chase know about his decisions. Did you like him? Did you not like him? Please, someone out there, just absolutely belittle Chase for some of his choices because that will make my day. But, yeah, you can do that at Bolts Broadcast. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you guys thought of the the new Would You Rather segment. Do you like that? Do you want to see more of that? I mean, we didn't even mention Crosby and Ovechkin, two of the best players in the league right now. Um, And, you know, there's a lot more names that can be uh, compared. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate all of you, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.